so you know what? I've been thinking a lot about the future of tech and wireless devices. Okay, smartphones. Let me stop being so complicated. On my desk right here, I've got one, two, three, four, four phones. I've got, and, and to be quite honest, that's a problem because they all stack. They're all stacked one another. Even though these phones are what span from 2019 to what is this Pixel XL 2016 2015 Pixel XL original release date date was so I've got October 19th but but that's not helping me I need a year Google Google. Sorry, Google's letting me down right now. Okay, there we go. October 19th, October 20th, 2016. So we've got one, two, three, four, four, five smartphones, all released within the span of four years. Ah, uh, sorry, three years and some change. And they're all slabs. They all have a case. With my preference, that's either a smoky kind of black case or just straight black case. And they're just slabs. Turn them on, a, turn them on the front, you got a screen. And maybe a camera. Turn them on the back, you've got a freaking camera. Or two. Or three. Literally. Like, each of these has either one camera, two cameras, or three cameras. It's kind of funny. But it's also sad. Because it's boring. And so now here we are coming up to this new age of foldable phones. Oh, well, wait, new, new age, because we did come to a new age of foldable phones. And now we left that age, we went to a candy bar, and now we're coming back to foldable skin in like foldable candy bar style. Okay, anyway, um, yeah, this new age of foldable phones. And I'm not so excited about the foldable phones themselves sure they'll be more compact or sure some manufacturers are going to probably try to allow you to carry a regular size or typical smartphone in your pocket pull it out unfold it and now you've got something tablet size to work on great i i really don't care i'm gonna i'm gonna carry the tech device with me regardless of what size it is to be quite honest um smartphones anyway um I've got a backpack, I, I'm, and I'm not at work. I'm carrying my laptop. I'm thinking about getting a Chromebook. That's a different story, but I've got a backpack. I don't care. It's got straps. I can carry things on my back. I've done so since, like, third grade. I'm carrying it, so I don't care about the size of my tablet or my laptop. I've carried around a 17-inch uh, gaming laptop before, and that thing is heavy. So if I don't have my backpack, I'm carrying around a smartphone. I don't care if it's a... Uh, an iPhone SE 5C or my OnePlus 7 Pro. I don't care. So I don't care if it's the Galaxy Fold. Well, okay, I do care if it's the Galaxy Fold because I want to make sure that if, you know, I have to run for the bus that, or jog, I'm sorry, jog or speed walk to the bus. I see it and it's like I want to get there. I'm not doing anything, you know, extravagant here or hard. Just want to make sure that the phone in my pocket's not going to break. And let's be honest, the Galaxy Fold isn't something that you can really be, you know, careless with. So forget that. But you know what I mean. 
I just I'm gonna put it in my pocket. So photo phones, whether they become the phones that we have now that you can just fold or the phones that we have now that can be expanded and double in size, I'm gonna carry it. What I really want is better innovation and improvements. And this is something that's kind of like needless to say because it happens anyway, what I mean by innovation and improvements. Let's start with improvements. And this is a uh, this is a kind of whoa duh moment for me. I recently moved to Seattle and last week of August. I purposely, consciously sold my Xbox. I didn't have too many um, disc games, but I sold those. I still have most of my games on the cloud, but I did not bring my Xbox. I could have, but I did not. Because I wanted to focus on being more productive, such as this podcast, which I've been putting on forever and continuously do so because I get sidetracked. But uh, when I got here, I became very bored because I was constantly working on something, whether it be some piece of technology, learning how to use Adobe products, searching out the cities, researching things, organizing my life, my brain, my Evernote, my Google Keep, Gmail, reaching out to organizations, going to explore the city and uh, joining different meetups and looking at different organizations every off day or every time you have free time that just gets repetitive after a while even though the activities are varied it just gets very dull and i started very much missing playing the game um on the saturdays i would wake up saturdays on sundays i would wake up and watch uh, gt races on youtube and um when i was in orlando i'd have the laptop one with the races and then i'd be playing for the motorsport uh either seven uh, Forza, Motorsport, Forza Motorsport 7 or Forza Horizon 4. It was fun. I do the same thing with football as well. And I wasn't able to do that. And yes, I know I have phones and I've constantly said in my mind, I, I just deal with the games I have on my phone. But there's a certain amount of immersion you need to get to in order for that to pay off. And I wasn't getting it when I first got here. And then last week, I... Uh, what was I doing? I've been playing Real Racing 3 on, my, um, on Android for a good deal now, several years. And, you know, it's okay. Um, I started to create a YouTube video on Real Racing 3, which in itself is boring because I get too caught up in the details and then I end up taking this okay i'm on a roll wait let me write this down let me plan this out let me just plan this whole thing out and all of a sudden five hours later i've got this new notebook in evernote and i'm like wait what wait why didn't i start stitching together a video or something oh yeah because i just planned out every single thing i was going to do and tried to plan every single video or clip that i was going to create eh, anyway I got tired of it. It's like, you know what? Disconnect. This was supposed to be fun. I was supposed to be enjoying playing this racing game. And then somehow I kind of got bored of Real Racing 3 for a little bit and decided to go in the place where I saw Grid Autosport. I forgot about that game. It was on my to-get list before before it was in pre-release for Android. 
10 bucks. I immediately downloaded. I didn't really, normally I look at reviews, I go to YouTube and whatnot. Grid, when it was originally released, was one of my favorite video games ever. So I didn't think twice about downloading it. And so I did. And then within about 30 minutes, I regretted it. <laughs> um, let's see, what other racing games do you have on Android? So you got Real Racing, you got Asphalt, you've got some drifting games. Those games are all much more of an arcade feel. Even simulation, quote-unquote, games have much more of an arcade feel. Grid is difficult. And it's supposed to be that way. It's much more of a simulator in terms of video games. So I'm used to Unreal Racing 3 using the tap controls for auto accelerate and then tap left and right to steer left and right. Um, even though I turn off what most of my assists either, you know, way down or off, you know, so it can provide much uh, a little bit more challenge. In comparison to grid, there's nothing. In the grid, using the tap controls can only be selected if you're using uh, the basic, I forget what it's called, amateur or professional um, level difficulty, which is the first two levels. And I never play on the first two levels of anything, so I didn't want to use tap. So that left me with using the uh, tilt controls, using a phone and turning it like steering wheel, which I have never been very good at getting control of, uh, or using the on-screen steering wheel to actually control using my thumb, which was only ever so slightly better than using the tilt controls, both of which made me very upset that I couldn't enjoy this game because the graphics, comparison to other racing games, were very, very, very good, and the sounds were much better as well. So, I have to throw this thing against the wall. Oh, wait, no. Controllers. Yeah, people use controllers. I think at one point, though, I did try to use my Xbox controller on a Android game, and there was too much lag, I believe, so I just stopped using it. Uh, but I decided, hey, why not? Connected it. And it changed everything. And I'm not talking about just the experience I had in the game, but the immersion and the process in my mind and the belief in technology that there is a sustainable way to use an Android phone as your main gaming device without having to constantly pay for things. So that just changed everything. And then I started to play the game. I think I played it for the next three, four hours and the next day as well, you know, when I had some free time. A few days later, I think I tried it with some other games. I did try it with Real Racing 3, and yeah, it did help, but Real Racing 3 is, more, is definitely doable with just, you know, tap controls or whatnot. Um, I even played it with Madden Mobile. <laughs> it made the game a little bit more palatable. Um, usually with Madden, it's hard to, or on the mobile at least, it's hard to, get immersed into it because everything's just so automated you throw the ball it's in the vicinity you tap if the icon's there or even if it's not you know everything just happens so quick but it did make it more playable and then i also played it with call of duty mobile call of duty mobile minus the campaign that you usually get with the main console i mean it's a full package 
I mean, it's free. You start playing. You can. I mean, you've got all the all the modes. You've got battle royale. You got zombie mode. You've got the in-game currencies. You got the maps. You've got the multiplayer. You've got speaking. You've got Call of Duty. And then when you add a controller, oh my God, I was getting you know my first three four matches. Period. I came in first by a mile. Now. I noticed by saying this, and I know this is something that probably a lot of people can take advantage of using a controller with their Android phone if they really wanted to, but they more than likely, a lot of people probably, you know, have the regular console game. But if they did switch to using a console controller with their phone, I'd probably, you know, go back to being mediocre at the first person shooters. But it's like, that's where, and, and yes, I'm looping it back around. I didn't lose track this time, but that's where I'm excited for mobile tech to go. Not the holding pack, but the fact that we have games like Grid and Call of Duty, full console level games on Android device. You bump up the specs, you bump up that GPU, bump up the processors, you bump up everything, but you do it in a way that makes the experience feel very similar, very close. I mean, you don't need every single thing as a console game, but the core, the basic core, is you nail the basic core fundamentals that you have in the console game on a full Xbox or PlayStation or PC and put them in mobile, now we're talking. And I already know mobile gaming is a big thing. But doing it, you know, stepping it up. So that it becomes more of a mainstream thing. So that, you know, you have third-party manufacturers creating brackets and mounts and things so that you can play your, you know, you can, you know, run out the door with your your, your Android phone and your specific controller with the harness or whatever you use to, uh, you know, connect to. And you can be, and it's, it's like reliable. It's actually a thing. You can take this and now all of a sudden... It's not just, you know, Xbox controller. Uh, I use a car mount, a car uh, windshield mount to hold up my Android. It works perfectly because I can use it on pretty much any surface. And I have several phones. So if I don't have a good, you know, flat, uh, non-port surface, I have a phone with the cases. So that helps to stand stand perfectly. But just the ecosystem gets that much better. And the games and the variety you have just gets that much more wide. Um, I mean, I'm looking for an RPG or a sandbox type game, you know, like uh, Skyrim, Fallout, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey on mobile. I'm pretty sure we can get something like Assassin's Creed Odyssey on mobile. And this way, being made natively for Android, as opposed to a, a, a uh, what seems like so far, I know it's early and I do have faith, but what most people believe is a failure to launch Google Stadia and the problem with the lag and the latency just making it native and you know having you know get, hey terabyte cool I've got a terabyte of storage get this expandable storage back I mean why don't we have that we have budget phones that are competing with flagship phones that have headphone jacks and uh, micro SD slots why can't we have that in flagship phones anyway that's what I'm excited about. The increase in graphics, the increase in CPU, GPU, and whatnot. 
yes, I know it's going to get better this year. And yes, I know we're going to have 5G. And Qualcomm just released like Snapdragon 865, which is compared to other year over year improvements, has been, which seems like the, you know, the biggest uh, year over year update for a while. Um, you know, what is it? I don't have the figures off now. What is it? 20, 25% increase with both the GPU and CPU. Mandatory 5G, albeit the 5G modem. Uh, what's that? The X. What is it, the X55 modem isn't going to be integrated with the main uh, processor, but still, it's going to be there. That means it's going to be readily available, which means that we can have more streaming at once. I don't care about millimeter wave, to be quite honest. I mean, those numbers, gigabit speeds in real life, then, you know, once 5G is all out, it's not going to be there anyway, except in certain areas. Give me sub six. Give me 200 megabytes a second. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And impressed with this, you know, this stuff is this year. I'm interested for next year and year after that to see where we can really go. I'd really like a thicker phone. If I could get a thicker phone with, you know, 6,000 milliamp hour battery, um, heck, modular. Okay, I'm not even going to the modular aspect. Give me a 6,000 milliamp hour battery. Give me, you know, the latest GPU. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's let's split the track that the GPU and CPUs are on right now. I wonder if they're, you know, they're good right now, sure. But can they be can there be an alternate line for bigger phones that allow for you know more on a chip? Give me more. Can can that process get faster? Can it get more powerful? Can I get that bigger battery? Can I get those better radio antennas? Yes, I'm pretty sure we could. I mean, considering the form factors, yeah, sure, it's all slim and sleek. I don't mind a thicker phone. I mean, I, gamers are gamers. I mean, I think we can have something like uh, holsters for gamers or, you know, something that fits into your bag or a phone case or something like that. Ooh, ooh, hmm, idea. LG G uh, wait 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 let me back this up and say this name correctly. LG G eight X thin Q. Not even gonna go on all into everything else with it, but hmm, you take something like that. No, because that's still just a flat screen. I can't think of it off the top of my head. The one manufacturer had was it the Rock Phone Two. May have been the rock phone too. I think it was the rock phone too. I'm gonna look that up right now. But the controller that came with, because in my mind I'm thinking you have a phone, a, pretty much an ecosystem where you have your main phone that you can use it as a phone, but then you can slip it into something and it's now a controller. It's got an extra battery, it's got extra speakers, or it's got a headphone jack. And this is one module here. I'm not talking about you have a bracket that you put your phone into and then that bracket itself or that dock now has all the peripherals you need. I'm talking about just that one. It's all integrated into one in a sleek way. You know, headphone jack, um, extra battery, all right there. Hmm. Interesting. That would be ideal. But kind of know we're not getting there anytime soon. So in the meantime, I think the Asus Rock phone is it the Rock or the Black Shark? 
that would be the best thing right now. Well, technically not because my OnePlus 7 Pro, I can play any game I want in gaming mode. And I don't even have to, and everything's fine. Everything runs smooth. Graphics are great. I have all the options for all the graphics and, you know, Call of Duty and uh, PUBG, which have all these different scene details and shadows and filters and you know things like that i have access to it all in gaming mode so i don't even think you need a rock or or black shark black shark for that but uh yes it is the asic rock phone too that has the uh the switch kind of joy con accessories for it <laughs> um it sucks being in North America sometimes because we don't get all the cool stuff that they get over there in uh, the UK and Asia. I mean, really? Over here in the US, it kind of sucks because just think about it, some of the late the special edition phones that uh, elsewhere in the world has received, but we haven't here in the US. Like the Iron Man edition phones or Marvel or Captain America or Batman or any of these types of things. I mean, you've got the Black Shark, you've got the Rock, and whatnot. I think Aces would be the only one. What is it? Black Shark is by... Who's that by? Xiaomi? And I think there's one more. Uh, the Razor. Uh, so we got the Razor, but I don't know if there'll be a three. Black Shark, yeah, we wouldn't get that. Uh, you know, with this whole entity list and whatnot. Um, the Aces, though. We, would be able, we should be able to get that. I mean... Uh, what carrier though? I feel. I mean, T-Mobile seems the only <laughs> option. Verizon and AT and T way too serious. Don't appear appeal to younger audiences nearly as well. But then again, who knows? With uh, you know, John Leger or John Leger or Ledger or I don't even know how to say his name. I'm leaving um the CEO of T-Mobile. Uh, we'll see what route that takes, but. T-Mobile's busy and with Sprint and the merger anyway, so I don't know if they'd have any extra resources to put into gaining new partnerships at the moment, which would be cool. And I mean, at the same time, though, with the change in 5G, that does give uh, OEMs uh, an additional incentive to just, just throw in the kitchen sink to these phones now. I mean, now's the time to do it with the change. You have an, uh, another opportunity. <coughs> HTC. LG, <clears throat> Sony, which is very sad because I've been, I was never a Samsung fanboy, even when I was first getting out into phones. Um, I was never really a Samsung fanboy. My favorite Samsung, Samsung phones were the special edition ones that you couldn't readily get over here in the U.S. Uh, I don't know if there was a, was it a Dark Knight or a Batman one? just decked out in like a jet matte black no it wasn't matte because it was kind of shiny but very dark and i was like why can't we get these um i loved loved love 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 the build quality of the htc's never dropped one give me a metal phone mm. eh. okay kind of take that back considering right now i'm living in seattle and then they go back to Chicago, it's going to be winter, a lot of moisture around. Yeah. Okay, classic. Give me a waterproof phone that's not glass. Just, just, that's not a glass pack. I don't, I don't care, I don't have to care about wireless charging. I really don't. 
How many for the experience? HTC was great. Their build quality, and I really did like Sims UI LG, and they did get it going with the that uh, wide angle camera lens, but uh, nope. But uh, what did I like about the LG? It felt a little bit more narrow on the hands, but now Sony takes that crown, and I definitely want a Sony Xperia if they could get their own camera sensors as good as other manufacturers, Samsung, Pixel, uh, can get their sensors. Uh, but aside from that, I like the long, skinny phone. I'll take it. I can have a large device that I can use in one hand. <sighs> but that's neither here or there at the moment. But yeah, that's what I'm excited about. The innovation in technology and possibly what manufacturers can actually do so that we can get away from the safe and true method right here of the candy bar or what I'm expecting to be a very early typical folding phone um, kind of design that will probably be widely adopted at the start in the first year or two and then late second year third year that's when the innovation is going to come with a lot of different types of foldables once the technology has become a little bit more affordable off the bat i wouldn't mind the um the lg v8 gx whatever design and the uh microsoft duo yeah now that I was excited about more so I think because I like the quality of um, surface hardware the build quality just feels premium now as a mobile device I don't know about that considering the you know outdoors elements but like I said I mean they probably be able to make a some type of composite for being outside and being to uh, being able to withstand a certain amount of dust and dust and moisture water ish resistance Hopefully so, while still maintaining a nice, good finish and feel that feels premium and not glass. Hmm. We'll see. But yeah, that's, uh, that's my geek out for the day. And uh, thank you for listening.